Do you have something to say? Do you believe that everybody should be enabled, encouraged and empowered to tell their story? Speaking is power. As it's said, if you can speak well, you can influence. And if you can influence, you can change lives, your own and others. Welcome to the Let's Stand podcast, speaking up about speaking out. My name is Siobhan Fitzgerald and it's a pleasure to connect with you today. Series 2, what can you expect? Well, in Series 2, I'm going to explore 21st century skills and change-making skills of creativity, empathy, leadership, teamwork, well-being and innovation in education and life beyond education and how these vital life-enhancing skills link and intersect with communication and speaking skills. In this episode, I'd like to explore the idea of children as instinctively creative problem solvers. This is an idea that I've thought about a lot and I've observed over the last number of years as a parent and also as an educator for the last 30 years or so. It may challenge the way that we think about our children as problem solvers and how we can help them to improve their problem solving skills. I hope you enjoy. Children have the ability and creativity to solve or at least try to solve their own problems. In fact, in many cases, they don't view them as problems at all as they experiment with and explore different solutions. For them, they may be puzzles to solve and to enjoy solving. What's more, they have that special, magical, powerful ingredient we tend to lose as adults as we grow. They have imagination, a vivid imagination. Albert Einstein said that imagination is the highest kite we can, we can all fly. He also said imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating progress and giving birth to evolution. And one more quote that is attributed to Albert Einstein. Logic, he says, will take you from A to B. However, imagination will take you everywhere. From the time children are born, they are naturally curious. Curious about the world around them. Curious about the people in their world. Curious about what they can do, and how they can explore this wonderful world and all that that entails. They reach for our objects. They explore things. They experiment. They play. This is nature, 
and this is natural. Carl Jung stated that the creation of something new is not accomplished by the intellect, but the play instinct. Sometimes I wonder as a parent and a teacher, do we rush in too quickly to solve what children can solve for themselves? And perhaps in wonderfully creative ways that we as adults would not even be capable of doing. It's taken me a long time in education, almost 30 years, in fact, to realize that fostering a can-do mentality in our children is possibly one of the most, if not the most important things we can ever do for many reasons, but especially for their confidence, their genuine confidence in themselves, for their self-efficacy, their confidence in their abilities, and also as an important measure to positively impact motivation and engagement, which are key and crucial to the curriculum. What I found particularly helpful in our own school is as challenges arise, encouraging our children to ask the simple but powerful question, what can I do? And then allowing the children the time and space to explore and trial solutions and answers to that question. This we found has benefited them immeasurably and we are constantly amazed at what emerges and what our students are capable of. For example, before when challenges would arise on the yard at break times, students would run immediately to the supervising teacher to solve it without even thinking about it themselves. Now we've put in place a three-step process. Number one, when something happens, ask yourself, what can I do and do it? Number two, if that doesn't work, ask a play leader who is an older student for help. And number three, only, only if number one and number two haven't worked, ask the supervising teacher for help. This, I believe, empowers our students to realize that they have the capacity within themselves to come up with creative solutions to some of their dilemmas, which we as adults can scarcely understand anyway. And they also know that we trust them to do so. We are, of course, available to help, but only, only when needed. If we take the time to look for examples in the world beyond school of children creatively solving problems, there are many great examples to be found out there in the media, in technology, in lots of different spaces. Once we begin to look, you'll be amazed at what you will find. One such example is clear in this TEDx talk, a talk I'd like to share with you on this episode, 
a talk delivered by nine-year-old Charlie Cooper in 2004 at a TEDx event in Cairns, Australia. In his talk, How Little People Can Make a Big Difference, Charlie promotes use of a buddy bench at school as a solution to bullying and loneliness. The buddy bench is a special bench for kids who feel lonely and left out at school. Charlie, who once had his own shirt flushed down a toilet at school, is speaking from personal experience, one of the most powerful motivators for creative problem solving. His talk has been viewed by many people, educators, parents, and various other people across the world. Have a listen to Charlie's beautiful, inspiring talk and notice just how he uses his personal story, his personal experience to connect with the audience. Hello, everybody. My name is Charlie Cooper, and I am nine years old, and I go to Train Beach State School, and I have an idea that is worth spreading. If I share with you a new way to make friends and help people just like me, find confidence. Would you listen? Let me tell you a bit about myself. I was born on the 21st of June 2005 in a small town in New South Wales called Narrabri. I live at home with mum, dad, my brother, sister, our two dogs and bearded dragon. I love playing with my Lego and I love to fly planes on my dad's flight simulator. I'm a quiet kid and don't often tell people how I feel, but mum always knows when I'm sad. When I was six years old and in grade two, my teacher noticed I was having trouble at school, not only with my schoolwork, but also making friends. After I had my eyes tested, we found out I was very long-sighted. Then I got new glasses which helped me with my schoolwork, but not with my confidence. I got called names and this hurt my feelings, but I couldn't see without them. Around this time, I didn't have many friends. One day after swimming lessons, my school shirt was even flushed down the toilet. This made me feel sad, but I still went to school every day and tried my hardest, even when people would laugh at my handwriting. A year or so later, we went on a family holiday to America. When we were there, Mum and I read a news article about a boy who had a similar idea to help people who had no friends. We got home, Christmas came and went, and I was still feeling sad at break times. Mum and Dad got me some extra tutoring. This helped heaps, and I also repeated grade two, which at the time made me sad. I found it hard to play with other kids, so I ended up playing on my own at the library with the bricks. From there, I wrote a letter which a kind man from school called Lee handed the letter to the local hardware store. They thought the idea was great and ended up supplying all the wood and varnish for the project. Then Lee took the letter to the men's shed. 
They were also very excited to help out with the project and built the bench for our school free of charge. This idea is one worth spreading. It's such a simple idea to create friendship and eliminate loneliness. The idea is that if someone is sad or has no friends to play with, they can sit on the bench and the whole school knows that this friendship bench has a purpose. If someone is on the bench, then other children in the playground know to invite that child to play or ask them if they want to walk and talk. My school principal has told everybody the rules of the bench and it is monitored by teachers too. The thing is, with people's help and your own hard work, anything is possible, even if you think it's not sometimes. I would like to see a buddy bench in every school in Australia. That way, children won't have to feel how I felt. The bench acts as a friendship tool to help people in making friends. The bench is now used daily all because I brought this idea to my principal's attention. The bench encourages this happy, safe place, a place where kids can feel safe and welcome. This is what my school is, a school where the word bullying is not used, but where happy and safe play is encouraged. Now, I may be small, but I believe that little people just like me can really make a big difference in the world. If some wood, hammer and nails can make people feel special and included, then this really is an idea that is worth spreading. Thank you for your time. Wow, such an amazing story. Charlie didn't allow rejection, fear or loneliness to overcome him. But instead he asked, what can I do? And took action. Instead, he used his feelings as fuel to create a solution for himself and for others in a similar situation. Charlie's speech reminds us that children have in abundance that special, magical, powerful ingredient we tend to lose as adults, or at least we find difficult to find when our minds are so occupied with many other things. That ingredient, imagination. Children have imagination and they also have empathy. Although he is small, Charlie's goal is huge and he availed of all the resources he could locally and otherwise to bring his idea to fruition. His goal was to have a buddy bench installed at every school around Australia. And guess what? There are now buddy benches in schools all around the world. These benches have made a big impact on making children's lives easier by helping them feel included. Thank you, Charlie. Children do not move, think or speak in a straight line and neither does imagination or creativity. As parents, as teachers, we can't always be there to solve every problem for our children. And neither should we even try. In fact, this isn't our job. Our job, I believe, is to support our children in how to solve problems by themselves. This way, 
they can become confident, independent, and successful individuals. Children have the ability and creativity to solve or at least try to solve their own problems if we give them the space and the trust to do so. Furthermore, why not let them share their stories just like Charlie did to inspire one another? The Let's STEM programme trains young people from ages 5 to 18 in the skills of public speaking. If you'd like to find out more, check out www.letstand.ie or email letstandspeakout at gmail.com. Until next time, think about what is your story? Thank you for listening. Let's stand speaking up about speaking out. If you say what you want to say